weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low-mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA Fedhasa and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. We're chatting this afternoon with Peter Silberbauer, who built houses for 30 years before deciding it was time to make a change. He decided to bring his passion for mountain biking and tourism in the Elgin Valley to his work, opening the very innovative Trails End Bike Hotel in 2016. Trails End was based on the concept of a ski lodge for cycling. Very interesting concept. And it is fully equipped to keep everyone from a pro cyclist to a complete novice busy, as well as catering for many other sports. I know it also sports a very interesting bike museum, and the hotel backs into the world-class trails utilized annually by the Wines to Wales and the Absa Cape Epic. And I've been watching and following Peter for a while now on Instagram. And his whole fa- whole family is a, is a family of sporting enthusiasts. And we're looking forward to chatting with Peter this morning. Good morning and welcome, Peter. Morning, Janet. Uh, great to be back with you. Absolutely. Now I see that there's also a float track and a pump track and there's a 20-meter training pool, a climbing wall, a gym. One definitely cannot sit on one's laurels when one is at the trails end by hotel. It's really a get-up-and-move kind of place, right? Exactly. I think um, the idea is that this is a a bit of a a destination and when people come here, just... um, to never be bored. There's always something going on. And uh, if you uh, have seen enough of what we've got to offer, there's so much more in the valley too and all within bike riding distance. Absolutely. Now to make this transition from running a factory and building houses to being in this very chilled, laid back kind of space, it was quite a transition, Peter. I'd love to hear about that. You know, a lot of people are pivoting, uh, have pivoted during COVID, uh, COVID and are still pivoting. So very interesting to hear the story of how you made that happen. Yeah, well, when we sold the business, the building business, uh, we had these sheds that had always been our factory. And, um, you know, being being builders and being creative, my partner and I decided we wanted to do something exciting. And uh, we didn't really think it through. We just thought, well, let's build this amazing place. And if you build it, they will come. So the saying goes. 
And um, so we designed this. We got lots of lots of help. You know, initially, we were a little bit lost, but we we had a great um, design partnership, and um, yeah, and we created this this space that is very much like a a ski lodge, but for bicycles. And uh, right at the trailhead of, as you've already mentioned, some of uh, South Africa's most famous trails. And uh, so it's really, it's a great match. And the one thing we we didn't kind of put into the equation was how do we run this thing? And uh, so when we opened in um, October, 2016, yeah, we hit the ground running and we were just very fortunate that we met lots of good people that got us on the right track. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a fantastic adventure. And, uh, and it's a great place to to come. It's just got it's got an amazing vibe, and yeah, everyone says the same thing when they walk in. They say, "Gee, this place just feels so good." So we did something right, but uh, more by accident than careful planning. Well, that accidental careful planning has created quite a beautiful niche, and uh, Trails End is uh, sort of gaining. Um, a following and you know those in the know kind of know I love that Peter because it's uh, it's a well-kept uh, secret known to many and that's what you want is your pre-qualified audience that are coming there because they know what they can expect from the establishment. Yeah absolutely and um, something else you mentioned was sort of um, repurposing oneself during during COVID and um yeah, we thought we could either we could either sit around and mope um, or take on a project, and um, we ended up settling for the bicycle museum, and uh, that's um, got a life of its own. So uh, that was really uh, inspired by the fact that we wanted to do something to to sort of keep ourselves busy and our minds occupied during that difficult time. I love that museum, Peter. It's just, uh, you know, gives you an overview of mobility, where it started. And it's difficult to explain on radio, except to say that it is one of those interactive, you know, Peter's managed to acquire quirky bits of memorabilia around the the bicycle and the evolution of the bicycle. And uh, I saw the most interesting things. And the people, the other group that was there was actually on the day a group of bikers. And uh, they were quite interested to also see how the bicycle had evolved over time. So what can people expect to see in that museum, Peter? So, um Janet, since you were here, we've actually expanded again. So what we started off with, Gallery One, uh, gives the history of the bicycle from the original concept right through to the early 1900s. And um, in the late 1890s, um, so much happened, and we've got some really exquisite examples. We've also got um, kind of the, the, the big leap, where the first bicycle to ever have pedals, which was the Michelle Velocipede and Dave Mercer, who's one of our top bike builders in Cape Town, um, built us a perfect replica. So um, a lot of people are just amazed by, by this bike. And uh, yeah, it's a, an absolute masterpiece. 
We've also got a rail bike, which was in the Iziku um, Social Sciences Museum. They didn't even know they had it, but they, they love the fact that we've displayed it. Um, yeah, we've got Sol Plyke's, um his bicycle, uh, a replica with a typewriter from the exact year that he would have been riding around uh, South Africa in the 1914. Um, and yeah, we've We've got so, so much more there. And then on the new new gallery, we've got, we celebrate bikes in Africa. So we've got a lovely collection of steel frame bikes um, and bikes built and designed or designed, built under license in South Africa. Uh, some fun bikes, some famous bikes. Um, Real Mansa's bike that rode all the way around Africa. Um, and Greg Minar, we've got a lovely, um, shrine almost to Barry Stunder, who tragically lost his life um, in an accident, um, and and so much more. So there's a lot to see, and and a wonderful story that um, you know starts off the early days and then threads its way through the amazing achievements on our continent and especially the southern tip. That sounds just wonderful, Peter. But now I want you to tell our listeners about your these really active adventurous girls who uh, whom I follow and suddenly they're here and they're there and everywhere else and doing all kinds of interesting things. As a family, you are all keen sports enthusiasts. So what is a typical day like in the Silver Bar household? Yeah, look, it's um, the, the typical day is discovering that um, one of our daughters has decided to take on another challenge. And... Um, <laughs> So yeah, in the in the last two years, Bianca, our younger daughter, ran from from Cape Town, from Cape Point to Namibia. She ran 23 marathons in 23 days, um, raising funds for the Cheetah Foundation, and and then our other daughter um, to raise awareness for gender-based violence. Uh, rode from Cape Town to Kilimanjaro, then rode up Kilimanjaro, uh, all on her own with no support which, um, you know, terribly impressed, but as a father, you kind of wish it would be someone else's daughter that tells you they're going to do an adventure like that. So it was quite nerve wracking for us, but hugely impressive. Um, and I think that's the, the, the two of them, they, they, love, they love adventure. They've grown up in the mountains here, cycling, running, swimming. Um, and it's, it's just, I think it's a very healthy place to, to grow up because you um, you make your own entertainment, and a lot of it is, is is physical. You know, going out for a walk, and yeah, we never had a television when they when they grew up. Um, so I think that uh, they amused themselves, and yeah. So it's not really a typical day, but um, it's always different. That's the typical day. Oh, wonderful, Peter! It must have been. It must be wonderful to be in the Silver Bar household because it sounds idyllic. It sounds like the making of a lovely television series about this family that goes on adventures and doesn't do the traditional things and, you know, just lives close to nature. It's really It really does sound fantastic. Peter, always wonderful to chat to you. And thank you for joining us this afternoon as we shine the spotlight on Elgin and the beautiful, beautiful valley that you call home. 
Um, I wish you all the best and many bookings over the festive season, Peter. Thank you so much, Janet. All the best. Take care. You too. So the Elgin Valley really does attract the most interesting people. And Ryan Lockman is no exception to that, what has become the norm of people who migrate to the valley. And after five years of searching for the perfect location, obtaining all the necessary permissions and permits, entrepreneur Ryan Larkin quit his job in a nonprofit, um, heading up the development portfolio and decided to develop things for himself. He headed out to the scenic Elgin Valley to pursue his dream. And he personally headed up the small construction team. He must have nerves of steel dealing with construction. And it took a further 12 months before Cape Canopy Tours was finally complete. Cape Canopy Tours is located in a World Heritage Site within the Cape Nature Hottentots Holland Nature Reserve, and it operates on a system of cables and platforms with the most breathtaking views. He allows guests to explore the previously inaccessible ecotourism system, and his ecotourism activity not only allows people to enter and experience the Cape uh, Fold Mountains and the Floral Kingdom, but also to showcase the beauty of the plant and wildlife species unique to the area. Ryan, that's quite a lofty piece of work that you do there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Janet. <laughs> I don't know if I've got anything else to say. <laughs> Stop for your, that amazing summary. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I think we want to hear about the zipline and all the excitement that goes with that. But before you take us there, I want you to tell us about the journey because, I mean, you know, I supervised a team of construction, a construction team in our old building on the port. And I used to be on site at five o'clock and then wait for the team to arrive. And it was not a lot of fun and games. So I want to know how you did that for 12 months, firstly. And then secondly, this migration that you made from the development world, you know, the NPO world down to being an entrepreneur that also requires nerves of steel. So tell us all about it. Um, thank you, Janice, dear, and thank you very much for having us. Um, so basically, yeah, my journey is a journey sort of to the Elgin Valley. And we were looking at setting up a zipline somewhere in the Western Cape with canopy tours. And we scoped around, and I used to do a lot of work for sand parks as well, all over the, all over the Cape Peninsula. And somehow we were hiking in the Elgin Valley and we stumbled across this little valley. And I'm so glad that we did because it is just the perfect location. You know, we can you can go zip lining anywhere and you can put a zip line up over a caravan park if you want to. But what makes our zip lining experience so special is the area that we're in. And and that's the Elgin Valley. We're in, like you mentioned, it's a world heritage site. It's part of the Hottentots Holland Nature Reserve. And it is a previously inaccessible area. So we were very fortunate to be able to work hand in hand with Cape Nature. And now we've just got this beautiful area to showcase to people and, you know, hopefully teach people a little bit about, about our, our biodiversity and the beautiful area that we live in. 
How wonderful to be able to bring heritage and nature together in one phenomenal service offering, Ryan. You probably have adventures on a daily basis, and I'm not just talking about the zip lining. It's the people you engage with. What is that like for you as a business owner? Oh, you know, people is is what we're about. So we are very fortunate to meet people from all over the world in all walks of life. That you've hit the nail on the head. Even more important than that are the people that work for us. So we work with the local communities and we train up our guides. We train up um, our staff to be guides and work in our coffee shop. And they are able to offer an insight to people from overseas as to what it's like living in South Africa. And what makes our, what makes our, our journey special and our tour special is getting to interact with these two safety guides. So we have, we take small groups. We do groups of up to eight people. And on that group, there are two guides and they're there to make sure that you're safe to tell you about the Feinbos, about the fauna, the flora, but also just to explain a little bit about themselves. And we've managed to keep our guides' identities in that it's not a sterile product. You know, they're going to laugh with you. They'll tell jokes and they tell a little bit about themselves. And it's the people that actually make that, that make the Cape so amazing. Uh, and for that, yeah, we're totally grateful. It sounds amazing, Ryan. You know, so much joy in being able to uh, develop people around you but also to be able to offer an unusual experience. It's not the everyday thing that one does, supplying. And there are a lot of compliance factors to take into account, you know, um, when doing this kind of sport. So I'm sure that there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Um, yes, of course. So safety, it's, it's a lot of fun. So what we do is an amazing amount of fun, but obviously safety has got to be the number one factor. So when designing this, we use um, not only we've got our own engineers and we've got independent engineering firms that we make use of. So every single year we get independent engineers to come check every nut and bolt. We get geotechnical engineers, which are like geologists to come and check the rocks. Um, we get people to have a look at the cables. We get independent companies to look at every little harness and carabiner that we use so that we know that it's 100% safe to operate. Um, we're operating within an adventure community and within the Elden community. And we need, we not only represent ourselves, but we represent all adventure businesses. So we need to make sure and set a good, a good standard and lead by example. So, you know, our cable, for example, is designed to carry 17 tons of weight. So <laughs> I'm sure that most people weigh a little bit less than that, but yeah, you're right. Compliance is something that needs to be industry led and it's something that, we are leading the way on, uh, but yeah, the most important factor for sure. I love that you put so much emphasis, Ryan, on safety and compliance because we're a high re highly regulated industry. And as we market to the international community and the local community, I think that it is heartening and reassuring to know that uh, if one does a supply and one is perfectly safe, you know, I have a little fear of heights myself. I haven't supplied yet. I'm a little bit afraid. And I would want to know that when I eventually do it, that either you'll be there holding my hand uh, that or that everything will be perfectly safe and I can just, you know, those two or three minutes, how long does it take? 
Um, so we've got 13 different platforms. So we're out. Oh, wow. We're in, we're four and a half hours, four to four and a half hours in total. So we take you, it includes a little four by four drive all the way to the top of the mountain. And then there's 12 zip lines that we take you through. We did a little secret stop along the way, a little hot chocolate Ryan, stop. Ryan, what is the shortest mm. one? Start with that first. <laughs> Our shortest slide <laughs> is probably about 60 meters. But the difference is that it's a guided nature tour, uh, which okay. takes about, the entire thing takes about half a day. But Janet, I think you are right in that, you know, we offer a standalone activity, but we're part of a bigger cog. And that's what's special in the Elgin Valley and tourism industry. Because Mm. I had had the thought that, okay, we get there and then there's some kind of uh, frightening looking contraption that I have to get onto. And then whoosh, (laughs) I just supplied and passed everything. But it sounds like there's a whole experience, which is, making me feel safer and more like I'm going to head out there because it's not everybody that wants to do a supply. But if you combine it with other things, there's a lot, there's a lot more value to the experience and how else are we going to appreciate Mm. that amazing biosphere? That's correct. Um, And, you know, we basically ziplining is just a way to see this beautiful location. So ziplining is actually a secondary activity to coming to have a look at the Olgan Valley, to look at the Hottentots Holland Nature Reserve. And it's a way to safely do it and have fun at the same time. So you might be a little bit scared to start. The guides are great and they will look after you. Um, but then you'll start, look, you'll open your eyes and you'll look to the left. We go over waterfalls and we go in between valleys. And that's what that's what's so special. Well, Ryan, if I had any trepidation before, I feel better and I'm excited to come and experience this uh, this canopy tour. And, um, you know, the whole zipline experience is just one cog in a whole experience. So it sounds phenomenal, Ryan. And thank you for the great work that you do in the area. I think that it is a unique service offering and it's certainly, you know, one of those bucket list items that we all want to take off our our list and add to our anti-aging regimen. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. And there are so many things to do in the Olgan Valley that you can't just come through for the day. You actually need to stay here, eat here, experience all our activities. So yeah, please, we look forward to welcoming you in the Olgan Valley. Absolutely. It's definitely not a, you know, a drive from Cape Town, that's for sure. And that's why I'm so excited about all of the uh, participants in today's program, because it gives a phenomenal overview of everything that the Valley has to offer. Ryan, great chatting to you as always. Wishing you all the best uh, as we head into the festive season. I just did a post on Instagram announcing that, uh, you know, I'm looking forward. This is my last show on another channel for 2023. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, my head is also already in next year and we haven't even finished this year. So uh, marching along swiftly, uh, wishing you and the team all the very best, Ryan. Thank you, Janet. And thank you for the time and, and all the best to you and your team as well. Thank you so much. All the best. <laughs> thank you. Paul and Nikki Wallace purchased their 25-hectare farm in September 2003 and immediately and industriously set out to create their own little piece of heaven. Now, everybody that we're chatting to this morning is uh, privy to a slice of heaven in the Elgin Valley. And Paul is a viticultural consultant, and he was able to practice what he had advised and encouraged 
encouraged many other farmers to do in their own vineyards over the years. And it's been Paul's longtime belief that the cool climate region of Algon, previously best known for its apples and pears, is one of the most exciting developing wine regions within the South African wine industry. And internationally, I think, when you place Algon head and shoulders next to the other regions, definitely is the makings of something magnificent. We're chatting to Nikki Wallace this afternoon. She's joining us fresh from the valley. Hello, Nikki, and welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you, Janet. Thank you for inviting us onto the program. It's a big pleasure. Now, this region is known as the Golden Delicious and Granny Smith area, right? But you and Paul have systematically been replacing that with Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and your famous Malbec, and your Cabernet Franc. So you're literally changing the face of the farm. Um, how much area do you have under vine, Nikki? Um, Janet, the farm was planted shoulder to shoulder with, with apples. Um, a lot of them were unfortunately starking, which are no longer in flavor. As you alluded to, the golden delicious and now the, the blush apples and the pink apples are what are popular. But that's not what Paul and I are familiar with. We're both wine industry people, so um, stick to your knitting. Out, as you say, came all the apples. And um, we now have about 12 and a half hectares of vineyard. And the Sunday sort of debate is what do we plant with on the remaining four and a half hectares? So that is still undecided, but with two sons as both being winemakers as well, um, you can imagine everyone wants their own little stamp on the on the business and their, has their own preferences. So for now, 12 and a half hectares, and who knows what's going to be um, in the future. Thank you for that clarity, Nikki. Now, uh, there's a lot of winemaking and a lot of wine drinking with Paul and the sons. And thank goodness they have you with your strong commercial retail background because you take care of the back end of the business, the administration, the sales and marketing, etc. How lucky are they to have you, Nikki? Well, I think so. But, you know, there's nothing like your sons <laughs> to keep you on your toes and say, hey, mom, um, I don't think so. What about this? And it's... um. It's lovely. We now have Bobby, our youngest son, who's joined us in the business, and um, it's brought a whole fresh perspective and useful energy um, to the business, which we're absolutely relishing in. Um, we, we do a lot of entertaining of people who visit our farm, and it can get quite onerous, especially when you on duty and uh, you are the Christmas entertainment of the festive season. For everybody, no pressure there, nice. <laughs> No pressure, yeah, but we're very good at um, stupsitens and uh, stories for So, um, you know, um, basically the range of wines have all got names. Um, and the thought and I believe some quirky ones place. too. Yes. <laughs> when I can't sleep at 2 a.m. in the morning, that's when I dream up the names. Um, but it does give them a personality and it does help you engage with people. Um, and, and really, Elgin is premium wine country, so you shouldn't be producing a bad wine out of Elgin, then you're doing something wrong. So the wines speak for themselves and uh, it's just nice to have stories um, to talk to people about and engage over. So. 
Well, it's the stories that add, it's the narrative that adds so much value to the things that we do. And uh, I believe that uh, intertwined with these stories are the wine tasting and the Belgian chocolate, lots of bird life. What's a, <laughs> what, would, what can I expect to see when I come there? Uh, the first thing you will see when you arrive on the farm is you're likely to be greeted by three dogs. So two black Labradors and an ED Spaniel. Um, that, that is usually... So I'm going to get a hero's welcome, Nikki, because they're warm, you, hospitable dogs. They are. No, you can't have uh, scary dogs if you're in the hospitality business. Um, the farm is really pretty. It's dominated by a, a steep hill and there's lots of water and I love my garden. So I have about 600 rose bushes, so depending on the time of the year. And if you're really nice, I'll probably give you secateurs and go and, and tell people, go and help yourself to roses. But um, what we always believe is the fact that you enter the farm, you've already got something in common um, with us. And um, we meet really interesting people. And so often people have arrived as complete strangers and we end up becoming really good friends with them. So that's what you will expect. Friendly, waggy tail dogs, um, gorgeous vistas, pretty smart wines, and, um, and we love meeting people. So hopefully you leave with a really nice, warm, fuzzy, hospitable feeling. That sounds phenomenal, Nikki. And... Um... Are you open on weekends? How does one book to come to you? Okay, we open every Saturday um, and you're likely to find uh, Paul, Bobby and myself behind the counter or a combination of us. Um, over the, the festive season, we will be open every day um, from middle of December to middle of Jan, excluding the 25th and 26th. Um, got to have a little bit of family time. And no need to book, so you can just walk in. And then people are welcome to come during the week as well. Just give a phone call to find out if we're here. If I put it in print, we, we're here every day and you arrive and maybe I've popped off to the shops or we're on a business trip up to Joburg or something, then you'll be disappointed. So we'd rather you just phone in advance for any other day than a Saturday. And if we can accommodate you, we, we certainly will. Sounds fabulous, Nikki. I um, I can actually hear the chickens in the background. Am I right? Yes, I'm afraid if you stay in our guest cottages, which are sort of right next to the tasting room, um, you, you could be crowed awake some mornings as well. But, you know, that is pure farm. Just roll over and go back to sleep. And <laughs> it's a nice way to wake up. We don't well, even hear brings... them <laughs> That sound brings back fond memories of holidays with uh, family in the rural areas of KwaZulu-Natal. And, uh, you know, we didn't, um, we didn't ever have to book at a hotel because we had family dotted along all the way. And you knew that you were, your ranking of importance depended on how quickly they ran. Because when they saw the car coming, you would be rest assured that they would be um, immediately be tea on the stove. And uh, that packet of choice assorted biscuits will come out because that's just reserved for special guests. If you just got Mari biscuits, you knew what your ranking was in the family. And then, of course, they'd run off and find um, a chicken 
that they would cook for lunch. And whilst you chatted and caught up, uh, there would be a chicken curry on the stove happening, the most delicious food possible. Uh, that is the best of farm life. It is indeed, though I find it very hard to, every now and again, there are few too many roosters. I do have to consign one to the pot, but I can't, can't consign it to my own pot. <laughs> yes, of course. Nikki, fascinating chatting to you. Uh, it sounds like an idyllic place. I really think uh, there needs to be a mini-series, you know, focusing on the various families in the valley. It's just such amazing material between Trails End and yourself and Ryan and that amazing canopy tour. So I wish you all the best uh, as you head to festive season, Nikki. Take good care and uh, all the best to you and the family. Thank you so much, Janet, and thank you for the opportunity. This afternoon, as part of the big focus on Elgin, we are chatting to Monique Walbrook. She is a committee member at Elgin Tourism and is able to give us a nice overview of the area and all its service offerings. Good morning, Monique, and welcome. Hey, Janet, thanks. It's great to have you on the show, and we've been uh, privy to a few very interesting and unique experiences, but we'd really love for you to give us the overview, Monique, of what Algen has to offer. Okay, perfect. Should I just get right into it? What do you want? Absolutely, well, please. Okay, well, what I think is that, for especially for tourists coming to Cape Town, it's nice to experience the surrounds, but so many people are used to all the normal tourist attractions, and they've been to Stellenbosch, and they've been to Franschhoek, and Elgin's really just a hidden gem for everyone to, to go and discover. And we're just 45 minutes away from Cape Town, which means it's close enough to just take a drive out and go and spend the day or the weekend. But it's at the same time... It's a beautiful and scenic drive, Monique. And there's lots is. of beautiful coffee stops along the way, for sure. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I think a lot of people think they have to go over the pass. But, I mean, it's really a beautiful pass and it's not that scary. Um, and... So many, so many places in the area to visit. You think, oh my gosh, what is in Elgin? What is in Propo? It's just, yeah, you drive through, you pass Peregrine and that's it. But the truth is on both sides, you get so many, so many hotspots. Um, we've got the Elgin Railway Market, which is, um, yeah, I think it was voted. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but it was voted. Cape Town number one's market by some radio listeners. That's amazing. Was that the KFM competition? It was, yeah. Oh, wonderful. So, that is such a nice visible competition to highlight excellence. So that's great. That's a big feather in the cap for Elgin, right? Yeah, exactly. But still, every weekend we beat people and they actually don't know that the market exists. And we have a series real That's wonderful series there. because you can develop new audiences and our Magic 88 listeners will also be curious to know about the market and will be inspired to head out there. Exactly. And um, we also have a serious rail steam train coming from Cape Town every Saturday 
And I think in December, they'll be traveling on more days. So you can just check out the Cirrus Rail website or the railway market website to check the dates. And Oh, that's um, really stunning and romantic, you know. I came to Cape Town when I was five years old from Durban on a train on a family holiday. And it is such a bright memory in my memory bank. So I love the train. Yeah, I know, me as well. And I think so many people now, so many younger kids, they won't have the opportunity to really travel on a train. And it is definitely something that you should experience. And our market, back to that. Sorry, I jump around because, I don't know, I probably have a bit of ADHD. Monique, the, um, the market sounds great. If you can just tell us at least five of the highlights of the market, please. Well, obviously, there's my wine shop. It's the Algonquil Wine Shop, and we stock all the wines from the area. And, um, yeah, so you can just, even if you if you want to go on a wine tour, but you don't want to travel, you don't want to drive, you can just pop into the market and you can taste most all the Algon wines in one place. And then what else we have? We have the Algen Bar. Um, so it's a gin That's bar. Their own gin label, right? Yes. And they called it El Gin. So that's pretty much the only time you're going to say El Gin instead of Elgin. And then we've also got, we've got Simply Snacks. We've got um, the Greek olive. They make the most amazing olive products. And we've got jewelry stores. We've got leather products. We've got a variety of food stalls ranging from, from seafood, halal, burgers, pizzas. Oh, you have to try the pizzas. Probably the best pizzas. So in, definitely in the West something for everybody, Monique. Yeah. Something for every taste. And I know that there's lovely little bespoke cake stores and salamis and all kinds of cured meats and cheeses. So definitely a gastronomic oh. journey when one heads out to that market. Now, oh, besides the market, besides the market, what else can one hope to see in the area? Well, right up on the market's doorstep, we've got Oak Valley Wine Estate, and they've got the most amazing restaurant, the Melting Pot. And they've just been awarded a star for their annual Woolworths Eat Out Awards. And um, Woolworths did it a bit differently this year. So they selected a group of 300 people, narrowed it down to 80, and then the melting pot ended up in the top 42 of the country's best restaurants. So that is really something we're proud of. And one of the top restaurants I've ever eaten, and, and I'm a bit of a foodie, I think. That's wonderful, Monique. So other experiences that one can look forward to in the area? Well, definitely, if you come to the area, definitely you go visit um, Paul Kluver Wine Estate. And, well, as a pioneer of Algen's wine industry, it's, it's quite exciting that they've been around for so long and you can still see everyone, everyone knows Paul Kluver Wines. They don't know it's Algen, but they know Paul Kluver it's Wines. Iconic. It's quite iconic. Yes, Exactly. And if you pop around and you come for a tasting, you're gonna you're gonna see exactly why. Chances are you might even meet um, some of the family hanging around, and they are legends. If you get caught up in a conversation with 
with Liesl, who actually wanted to be here, but couldn't make it. Um, you'll probably get lost in a conversation with her because it's just so much fun and hilarious. We've got Paul Tuva, we've got Algen Railway Market, um, we've got the award-winning restaurant. What are the options on accommodation? Oh, accommodation. I think you, you spoke to a few. You Well, you spoke to Nikki Wallace for Paul Wallace Cottages. And then we also have an amazing um, guest from it's Inn on Highlands. And mm-hmm. yeah, they've got beautiful dam. The kids can just swim in or canoe on. We've got um, we've got Algen Vintners, which also has award-winning wines and guest cottages. It's actually a very popular wedding venue as well. South Hill. I could I could go on forever. How much time do we have? That's wonderful, Monique. We just want to get an overview of, you know, um, entry-level, mid-priced and high-end establishments. And I think you've sort of given us the overview of that. That sounds wonderful. And then activities. I know there's zip lining, but besides the zip lining, what can one look forward to? Well, we've got quad biking. We have a lot of running trails and cycling trails. I think Oak Valley is probably quite well known for their for their cycling trail trails and um then we've got the trails in bike hotel i think you met peter and it's yeah south africa's first bike hotel so you can just pop in there and yeah i know peter will help you out to go and cycle oh yeah you can have access to all the trails in 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 the Algon area and then, I mean, yeah, for more activities, we've also got an event, like event coordinators, like KNEB Global Events. And yeah. to contact her for quad biking, for any of the events, whether they for private entertainment or whether it's for conferences or for weddings. Um, yeah, she's, KNEB Global Events is probably the one one place you can find out yeah, a lovely one-stop shop that uh, one can get all kinds of advice from Kenny on things to do in the area. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Is there anything else you would like to share with us, Monique? Uh, yeah, just pop into the wine shop and then we can just take it from there. Fantastic. Monique, thanks for making yourself available to us today. We will let you know when the program is airing. Thanks for making the time, Monique. We really appreciate it. Okay, cool. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.